We hope you enjoy our homily podcast. Please consider supporting the ministry of Our Lady of Lords by donating to the Future Full of Hope Capital Campaign at lordsdenver.org. We are so grateful for your support. They've taken away my podium. <laughs> I like to lean on that thing. You know I like to lean. Now I'm going to have to pace. I'm going to try to do the FB thing, but I'm going to pace. Oh, This Mrs. Sweeney who did the first reading, I know she's tough. I try to help her out because she tried to teach me to, um, to ski. What is that called? Telemark ski at one point. But I am so inflexible, I was like, kind of like, this is my lunch. And <laughs> it just don't look good. I tried real hard, too. Um, God bless her. She's a wonderful servant for the parish. Um, all right, well, let's see. First things, the sound is wonderful, at least from here. I don't know how it sounds out there. Does it sound good? It just the singing is superb. I love it. It's beautiful. Uh, the confessional is hot. Whoever can fix that, sauna. <laughs> I might, might appreciate that. Um, it's great. Um, the Lord has really blessed us, and this is a beautiful thing. Um, I was trying to pray about recently why, what, what makes Our Lady of Lords um, such a beautiful parish to me. There's something about the aesthetic, you know, good fundraisers, you must have money, uh, you got good taste, this looks good and all of this, but I don't really care about that at all, all that much. I think it's great that we glorify God. Um, I, I find most beautiful that this is a parish that prays, you know, when, we, when we're singing, we're singing praise to God, you know, we're praying together. Um, it's a parish that's communal, where people know each other and support each other in the Christian life. Um, there's something of a temptation these days to go to church, and I don't want this to happen here, but I'm not too afraid of it right now. Um, to go to church to consume, you know? What am I going to get? Do I like my church? People tell me all the time, I like my church. I say, I don't care. <laughs> is, it, is it helping you for what's essential, which is the Christian life, is being a disciple of Jesus. It's, the thing I love here is that I can talk to people in the parish who really encourage me as a Christian, you know, um, who I look up to and admire for their Christian life. Um, that's the kind of parish that we want is a community, a family that helps one another to live the Christian life, to be friends with Jesus, to be friends with God, um, to see our every day as a chance to love and to glorify God. And I know that that's who um, the people are here, and I love that. I find it very beautiful. Um, I find it very encouraging. Not that I have to, not that we have to have that, um, but I'm grateful for it. Um, that's, our, that's our goal, is to be able to give everything to Jesus, you know. I was praying, we prayed this beautiful um, wedding the other day, and um, these two young people, Hannah Baird and Nathan McCabe, I think they're on honeymoon, um, they were an example to us, and a beautiful example, and I loved hearing, I don't know, the Lord really struck me with these words, for better or worse, um, richer or poorer, in sickness and in health, um, we'll, we'll love each other. They're promising this. They don't know what they're promising. <laughs> you know that better than I do. But I do know, better or worse, 
And I know sickness and health, I know, and I think everyone has real experiences of good times and bad times. And I think in our mission, when we look at ourselves as missionaries, we say every person here is a missionary. Every person here looks for opportunities to love, to serve, to be a light to the world, to proclaim Jesus, to glorify God. Um, as missionaries, it's a lot easier to be a missionary when you feel like you're an awesome Christian, when you're a great person, when you've figured everything out and gotten everything together. Oh? Wouldn't you like that? Don't you ever wish for that? I kind of wish for that all the time. <laughs> and I have to push back because, fine, those, we have those moments, and that's good. God loves us, and he wants to show us his love. This first reading says that the Christian lives in hope because God promises us that the future is full of plenty. It's full of abundance. They use the images of abundance in a desert. That there's flourishing gardens. That, this, that, that the Israel are promised the wealth of nations. Israel is a type for the church. The wealth of nations. I'm going to give you everything that people need, want. I don't know. There's something there about I'm going to lavish grace on you. I am going to give you. And that's a promise from God. So we live in hope. And ultimately, through the reason that these people can promise to each other, we, I would love you through things I don't know about yet. Should they do that? Should they promise that? They can because of the grace of God. Should we promise our love to Jesus? Should we, should we claim to be friends? Um, should we set out on the missionary path, not knowing where it's going to lead, not knowing the kind of things we're going to meet? Jesus calls his apostles and sends out 72. And I think that a lot of you are bold like those 72. I think in that group of 72 at the time, they were very impressed with Jesus, but they weren't always strong. Um, they weren't always impressed with themselves. They're going to go into cities and fail. Did you hear that part? <laughs> uh, it's not that we have to be, we have to be the, the perfect self before we can set out on mission. Um, life is full of surprises, and Jesus is calling us at all times. Not just to love, not just to survive, that's part of it. Jesus is going to help us through the hard times. When Paul says on the, other, on the other end, well, he says in, in his letter, I boast of the cross of Christ. That's a radical thing. It's very strange. I don't know if I always trust Paul. Uh, you boast of the cross of Christ. That's idealistic, isn't it? Or is it real? I think he had something real to say about that. I think the saints know about that. I boast of the cross of Christ. Something God, God can work when we cannot do it ourselves. God can save us when we need a savior, when we have something to be saved from. You know? There's something about the Christian life, paradoxically, that is a descent. It's not an ascent. Somebody gave me this book I've been reading. I'm going to quote stuff like FB, and then I'm going to turn to the crucifix, <laughs> talk to Jesus. <laughs> you know. No, oh, come on. I love that guy. Uh, so somebody gave me this book. It's... It's called The Way of Imperfection by uh, Father Andre Daigneault. Um, 
it was uh, Amberly Mills. No, no, they're not here either. Kyle and Amberly run a, a uh, Catholic camp in the mountains called Annunciation Heights. I had the pleasure of serving there for a few days, and then she gave me this book um, and lots of prayers. So. <laughs> Uh, one of the things about this book is been, it's been challenging, but it's been beautiful. It's all about how the Jesus saves the world by descending into uh, obscurity, losing all of his friends, looking like a chump, failing in his mission, and ultimately um, spat upon naked and, and dying. Um, that this is somehow the way, uh, the kind of ultimate way of holiness, conformity to Christ. We like to be conformed to Christ in his glory. Can we be conformed to Christ in his suffering? And it's a, it's a challenge, but I think there's something to it. There's, some, there's, there's power in weakness. That's Paul's, that's Paul's message. Let me read this quote. This one is from, uh, oh wait, I'm not going to tell you who it is. You tell me if you know. Okay. One day, this person gave this testimony. When all other means failed, when they all thought there was no hope left for me, and my superiors concluded, that should be a clue, my superiors concluded that I was good for nothing, then the Immaculate picked up this instrument, which was only good enough for the rubbish heap. Discarded instrument, huh? Do you know who that is? Anybody? I hadn't read this before, so I don't expect any. Quiz show. It's Maximilian Kolbe. It's the Saint Maximilian Kolbe, one of the greatest saints of our time um, in recent history. This is a saint who found incredibly creative ways, spent his energy, and, and had a brilliant way of proclaiming the gospel with a whole media program and initiative that he took as a missionary. Ultimately died as a martyr in Auschwitz, giving his life for a family man so that the, the father could be um, a father to his children. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful life. And this guy was close to death. He was suffering, he was sick, gravely ill. Uh, his brothers and superiors realized that he was unfit for work. He, there was, he was useless. And I think there's something about accepting that place, that suffering, and persevering that is extraordinary. Okay, so here's my, here's my sell on uh, this suffering bit. If you're trying to evangelize the world, and you're awesome all the time, and then you go to people who don't feel like that, or who aren't awesome all the time, or have, had, have problems with God, and you say, God is good. They're going to say, great, good for you, <laughs> and you're God. <laughs> uh, if you have suffered through a lot of things, and you say, God is good, um, even if you don't say that well, it's much, much, much more profound than... Uh, the easy sell. Now, don't stop. If you feel awesome, don't stop proclaiming that. <laughs> that comes from God. That's good. Um, we'll all be like that in heaven. Um, but a lot of us are paralyzed by our suffering because we don't know. Can I say God is good right now? Do I want to say that? Do I believe that? 
You know, can I persevere in love? All of us here are persevering in love. This is the, this is the saints. You know, Jesus says, "It's not blessed are you if you have power over the evil spirits and the demons, but blessed are you if your name is written in heaven. If you're going to make it to heaven, if you're going to persevere, you know? not if you do wild and crazy miracles." Um, God might have that in store for you, but blessed are you if you persevere. You know? um, and God can do great things out of that place. God can have you as, your, as missionaries heal the sick, bring peace to places where there is not, cast out demons. You're capable of that. I watched uh, a little talk this afternoon from um, this, this woman, uh, Sister Stan, who came from Ghana and was speaking at St. Thomas More. My sister went and helped her in Ghana this, um, this past year. And Sister Stan is a missionary. And she told me, you've got to have a missionary heart. This is what has inspired this homily about mission, uh, other than the gospel of Jesus Christ, <laughs> the word. Um, Sister Stan says, you've got to be a missionary. We all have to be missionaries. And I felt inspired by that. But I was particularly inspired by her witness. She takes the children who in the villages of Ghana are um, rejected because they have deformities. So if you're born without a finger, if you are born with a, if you have a speech impediment, if you have uh, Down syndrome, if you are weak in any way, um, if you have a heart, you're, you're, you're slow to develop, then you're thought to be cursed and you're thought to bring a curse to the people around you. So they uh, expose the children to die. Um, even if you're twins, this is seen as something unnatural. There's something wrong, and you're going to bring trouble to the tribe. Um, this is part of their tradition, and sister came in as a Christian and said, we, this is not going to happen. And she goes around and rescues kids and has a house where she is raising 80 children with problems, I guess, um, or they're people, you know, who deserve to live. She's doing incredible things. She's caring for the poor. And there's a part of me that says, I really want to be doing that. Why can't I just go and do that? That's heroic. I think it's, it's profoundly beautiful. It's a very humble life in the end. Um, yeah. Why do, I, why do I put myself in front of a congregation and um, preach. I don't like, I don't like public speaking. <laughs> um, why am I being asked to be a teacher for the seminary? You know, I don't have a lot of self-confidence always in um, kind of being the best example. Kind of a wild bird. I don't know. If you'll get to know that. <laughs> um, there's lots of reasons why I say, no, this can't be right. You know? But the Christian looks at their life, and this is faith. This is trust in God. You say, I will take my mission, Lord, day to day, and, uh, and I have faith in you. Trust might be expressed this way. Everything, absolutely everything in my life is just as it should be. Because God is my Father and because I live in the grace of God, in the providence of God. Everything is exactly how it should be. Now, that's hard to say. I know that's hard to say. What do you do with your suffering, if that's the case? Well, here's a couple of things. One, I know that a lot of people, even when they keep things together and um, go to church, they're very religious and everything, a lot of people feel more and more sensitive as you go along to sin. 
in life. And it brings suffering because you say, I'm not proud of myself all the time. I'm ashamed sometimes. I feel guilty. I hate that this happens in my life. I hurt people around me. I hurt myself. And we don't look at it like this is the kind of suffering that makes us holy. Um, it doesn't feel like that. It feels like I'm paying for the consequences of my own stupidity. I make bad decisions, I pay for it. And in part, that's true. Um, but we do have an enemy. And Jesus said, blessed are you when you're persecuted for my sake. He doesn't just mean by the society. He doesn't just mean by, uh, for the martyrs. He also means there are evil forces that are going after you. And they're going to bother you. And they're going to mess with your life. And you're going to deal with more temptation than other people. And you're going you're to be sensitive to your faults in a way that is painful. That they're suffering. I don't know how to take that away exactly. Jesus does say you can cast out demons. He says, I save you from your sins. I'm healing you. But that's, that's a process for most of us. You know? And in the meantime, while we're suffering, we can offer up that suffering. You know? Make it a mission. I've, I've had um, issues with depression in my family, and I suffer from some of that as well. Um, it's become a mission for me. This is an example. I'm not trying to, like, Anyway, um, it's, it's become a mission for me to pray three Hail Marys every day for um, people who are despairing and are close to death for really bad reasons, because they're in, in a very dark place. You know? And I wouldn't have taken up that mission, I don't think, if I didn't sympathize with those people. If I didn't feel sadness and, to, and feel the kind of... I don't know, just like the terror of um, depression, that depression can lead to, you know? These people who do things that don't make sense to us, you know? Um, I don't think I could probably convince them to come to church, but I can pray for them, you know? I can pray for these children across the world, and I can take care of the people around me who are poor and pray for them as well. So this is kind of a rah-rah about grandma's old line, offer up your suffering. No? Um, but it's also a challenge to see the suffering in your life, every piece of it, as uh, very powerful and capable of doing amazing things. Um, and honoring that, I want to honor you for per persevering in your religious life, because it's not easy. You know, the people who are out there who don't practice it, I kind of rail on often, most of them, it's because they're suffering and they say, this doesn't fit. You talk about your good God. No, it's probably, truth has to be something impersonal. You know, maybe there's a God, but it's got to be impersonal because this doesn't, doesn't make sense with suffering. And we can't fix that. And we can't really explain it away. There's some good kind of arguments and apologetics. You can learn those in RCIA with Father Brian. Uh, <laughs> but really, in the end, the best... Um, the light in the world is a light shining in darkness when people can say you're not naive and you're not waiting for everything to be great before you uh, witness to God, before you pray. You go to church and you have for a very long time and it doesn't make sense to me. No? That's a witness. And it's beautiful. So that's the thing. I want, our, I want our parish to be stronger and stronger and stronger and more beautiful and more perfect all the time. I do. 
But part of me wants it to be more like Jesus um, in his acceptance of suffering, in his salvific mission. You know? I don't think God will push us beyond what we can take. Um, Paul says that too. Uh, but he can, he can let it go pretty far. You know? So I just want you to, I want this community to be the kind of a parish that can celebrate in the good times, can love God in the good times, and a parish that can love God in the hard times and can uh, celebrate as well. Support each other, fine, but we live with this kind of false impression that we can take away each other's suffering. No, we can walk with each other, no? we can be a witness to each other, we can help each other with our prayers. And we can acknowledge and call each other on to saying, this can be a good. It doesn't feel good, it won't, but it can be a good. That's a Christian witness. No? So that, is that challenging? Does it make any sense? Uh, it kind of does, because <laughs> it's unnatural, but it's possible, and, um, and I think it's, it's profound. It's true holiness, is conformity to Christ, in the good and in the bad. You know? We celebrate in the times that are good, and, uh, and we persevere through the times that are hard. So um, offer yourself. Offer yourself entirely again tonight. Um, say, Jesus, I trust in you. I trust in you. Everything is right. Everything is where it should be because I'm with you, because I trust in you. Um, some part of us has to let go of this, like, fix this, fix this, fix this. No? Um, but we just pray, I trust you, Jesus. Ask me to do something. Ask me to care for somebody, and I'll do it. Ask me to love. You know? Send me on mission. Jesus gives us power, and Jesus also gives us strength um, to persevere. He offers us his peace with every Mass. So, God bless you on your mission. Thank you for your prayers for mine. Um, I'm very encouraged by these parish. I'm very proud of most of you that I know. <laughs> I'll probably meet the rest of you, too.